Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Do it a little faster. <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yes, sir. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, great. That was JoJo sneezing in the background, child. She okay? I, I hope so. Is the baby okay? I hope so. She's just... Ask her, child. Concerned. She's fine. She just sneezed. Oh. That's how she sneezes? I've never heard. Oh, have I heard her sneeze? Yeah. Well, there, there you go. She's a, one of those loud, annoying sneezers. Are you a loud, <laughs> annoying sneezer? No. You know who has the most annoying sneeze? Jasmine. Do you know her sneeze? It's It's ridiculous. Her whole body flings back. It's like, all right, relax. Take it easy. Yeah, two types of people in the world. Anyway, if you're on Patreon, you see us. We we both looking a little... My one eye is low. (laughs) And Shanti looks like she needs rest, so let's get cracking. I haven't had a... I just don't have any makeup on, that's all. No, energetically, your posture, everything just feels like, oh. It's August 9th. I feel like my entire summer is gone. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe that this was it. (laughs) I lay in bed last night. There's this um, woman that I follow on Instagram. Um. She's called the People's Oracle, and she does lives, and she's just like, like a minister. She just goes on these lives, and she just be preaching the good word. And she was just talking about how, basically, we're all in a work cult. We're all in this cult, collective cult of work that everything, our sleep, our eat, eating, our relationships around work and I just rolled over and cried myself to sleep into a nice <laughs> to a nice slumber. But that's how, 
<laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> and I was so tired that I couldn't even get a good, pitiful, pathetic crying either. <laughs> oh, God. It was, just it was a wimpy cry. Just, They're the worst. It wasn't even like I couldn't even get it in. But um, I am confused as to whether I should feel grateful for all the opportunities that are coming or if I'm just deeply, deeply... Um, under the spell of, of being in a work cult, of thinking, oh, wow, I have more opportunities, more work, more obligations. This is growth. This is self-development. This is an opportunity for me to become a spiritual being by learning how to manage the anxiety and the terror that work growth offers. So that's that's me over here. Can see it on my face um but it's been it's been a lot it's been since uh what is it? i think it all yeah it's just been go 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 and it's not stopping anytime soon so i'm i'm just um i'm tired and i'm feeling lots of waves of self-doubt and anxiety more than i've ever felt i feel very uncomfortable in this moment in my life and um, opportunities are bringing up a lot of deep things for me that I'm sitting with and can't really sit with because, girl, guess what I got to do? What? Work. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is crazy. But, uh, yeah, that's what's happening over here. Shout out to um, Black Star Film Festival. That wasn't a shade or a diss towards the work that you guys provided me because <laughs> I'm grateful. But shout out to Black Star Film Festival that you got a glance. You got a glimpse into uh, that's your first time ever coming to the film festival. Antenna and I got it, it, to it was yeah interview Tina Ferris, which was really um, lovely. Which was really lovely and fun. She's and fun. fun. And, um, but that whole week I had been working with them. They finally closed out. So congratulations to all those that helped make that festival what it was and what it is. I saw so many filmmakers, um, just feeling so proud of themselves, so excited to have their work, um, seen, especially by a majority black audience and just validated and it is just a logistical and a project management like sweat dream. It's a lot that goes into it and they do it really, really seamlessly. And um, so shout out to them. Shout out to, um, again, Tina Ferris, who we should. We evidently that podcast was recorded. So maybe one day it'll be a reprise when we. <laughs> Yeah, we she, got none to to, we got nothing to air. Be like, yo, can we get that episode so we can air it? Um, if you guys no, don't know, Tina Ferris is like an amazing tour manager to The Roots, Lauren Hill, The Black Eyed Peas, Little Wayne. Um, she's done major multi-million dollar tours and started from just being a groupie to being a That's boss. her words. Yes, what she said. Um, yeah, wanted to sound like we shading her. No, she's she's dope and shared a lot. But uh, yeah, that's just it's <laughs> just what's going on over here. How you doing? I'm okay. I am. I'm tired as well. Work is working. 
work is working and they're demanding that we come back to work in the mm. office plot thickens um, y'all plot tripping thickens. they go get, i'm telling you it's the cool it's <laughs> drinking kool-aid this is i'm like i'm trying to figure out how i'm gonna manage all of this while also commuting and then not being able to multitask the way that i do for the podcast during the day i Why? can't i can't envision it girl it ain't no rationale they ain't give us no rationale it's like we we need to build community again really the higher ups have told them that they want it to happen because they're paying for a space and that's what it is but i'm not gonna focus on that i have a very busy weekend ahead very busy next weekend as well and i'm gonna be grateful for it because just like you said summer is almost gone and I spent damn near my whole summer in Philly. And I always say Girl, the best thing about New York here. <laughs> that is not true. I was oh, there for right. my mom. I was I there apologize. for Mr. Ryan. I'm so sorry. Just I apologize. Keep Forgive being me. dismissive. Sorry. Um but I got the had the pleasure of I drove up from Philly on Saturday, Saturday morning, bright and early, and then I came home, threw my stuff down, put on a dress, the dress the zipper broke. I rushed off to the tailor. He got me a new zipper, and then I rushed off to PVO. And for everybody that knows, um, or who doesn't know, rather, PVO Global is Positive Vibes Only, and it is run by my very good friends, Chi, Nas, and Dio, who are lovingly referred to as my Nigerians. They This year, they had a whole, like, they had of a poetry slam mm. they had a brunch they, they had all kinds of stuff i went to the party of course because raggedy but um i just had a time just bright colors beautiful black bodies and beings seeing folks i haven't seen in a long time mandy ended up going um and we just cut up and i let loose i really i think needed to just take a reprieve and and let my hair down. And so that's what I did. And I felt really good in my body. Um, and I just, I danced, I sang. I love that for you. I flirted. Yes. I just did my thing. And it was, it was great. And um, part of my, every PBO, I, I have a good time. <laughs> and part of my experience at PBO is that like, um, there's a lot of love shown. And a lot of like, they're very affirming. I'll say that. The folks there are super affirming, whether it be listeners, shout out to the listeners that I met there, whether it be men, whatever the case is. And I was sitting there and I, I was a bit intoxicated, but I sat there and I was in this bright blue dress. I remember That's I remember a new thinking, color, girl. That baby <laughs> blue. It wasn't baby blue. I don't know what it was, but that is it. And next okay. is pink. Heard so, you say pink have, on me. I, I don't know. know. We'll try it for you. Okay. okay. But I was sitting there and I remember thinking like, you're going to roll your shoulders back. You have good posture. You're going to like, you're going to own the space that you're in. And I remember thinking and feeling most importantly, like you are an incredible woman. Yes. It's truly. I remember very specifically thinking it like you're incredible. Yeah. You're smart. You're beautiful. You're talented. You're enterprising. You're kind. You're curious. Mm -hmm. You're sometimes funny. Mm -hmm. 
And so I just own that. And it was lovely. It was a time. Mm. And um, people probably felt that too. And then. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. They definitely gave it back. I think um, (laughs) (laughs) I, I also came across my very good friend in front of the pod, Joel, a post of his that really spoke to me. And this is what I'm feeling right now based off of recent events, especially since, you know, the passing of Miss Pam and just really taking time to reflect on living life fully and not needing it to be perfect. That's specific to me because I want everything to be perfect. I want to show up perfectly. I don't want to make mistakes. I want to always represent myself in the best way. And that all of those things are true, but I also want to reserve some space to just be human and be and just explore. And so this post really spoke to me. It says, this is all temporary and shout out to black. Cause he always says that, um, But anyway, it says, this is all temporary. This is all made up. Do what you want. Double text. Call them back. Book the trip. Buy those shoes. Take that nap. Say yes to the lover, to the love, to the night out, to the new friends, the new dress, the new address. Move on. Move out. Move in. We are rewriting our scripts. And it really meant a lot to me. I'm not going to tell my business, but Shanti, I think you can understand why after like the weekend, I'm just like me doing what I want and, um, and not second guessing it, not, um, shaming myself for it. Not, I don't know. I don't know, but it, it, it felt good for, it felt, it was a reminder of like, me, my, my aliveness, mm. my being. Mm-hmm. And so I yeah. haven't felt that in a while, um, in a very long while. And so I want to continue to feel it. So I'm just offering that to, to everybody because we're in the third quarter now of the year. We just did our mid-year check-in and I want to encourage us to live. Summer is closing, but we still have time to do our thug thizzle, so... That's it or whatever, like, that's my updates. Pleasantries. Pleasantries in under 13 minutes. I love it. <laughs> Moving right along. Uh. Oh, we're going to go to hot shit. Very good. I love it. Hot shit. <laughs> do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? Because I was, I, I teared up. I, we both did, but you can, you can do it. That's your so, boo. So that's my boo. Every, and I love how many people are DMing us. The footage of this. Mm-hmm. I saw Armani White tweet. And if you don't know who Armani White is, he is a rapper out of Philly. He was on the podcast almost two years ago, or at least two we years ago. We should bring him back. That's he has to that come we back. need to bring back yeah, because we, we need to back. talk about this arc and this, the change that he's experienced. The trajectory, yeah. yeah trajectory. He's still the word. same, though. I just talked to him. And he's like, yo, auntie. Anyway. But he has a song... Billie Eilish, they went viral, TikTok sensation, and then also, I think it was the BET or the Hip Hop Honor Awards, I don't know which one, went on there and did his thing. Like, he's just doing great things, and he has dropped other music that's doing super well, and he's a true artist and a beautiful performer. Billie Eilish brought him out on stage 
in front of I don't know how many fucking people was that? Fifty thousand concert, or maybe it wasn't. I don't know what the context of where she was, but if Billie Eilish is there, it's a big fucking show. Right. She brings him out, embraces him wholeheartedly, and what you have to understand too is that when he when he was when he got signed and they were about to release this song officially, it was halted because they were like, "Wait, uh, we got we finally got." Um, Noriega to sign off on like Pharrell and I'm to sign off on the actual sample that you did. But did Billy Eilish say this was cool? And then he was like, Oh my God, how the fuck do I get in contact with Billy Eilish? And then he said like a day later, his boy hit him and was like, bro, go look at Billy Eilish's stories. And she was dancing to the song and that was all they needed. And then his whole life changes. And so for her to embrace him him to for him to come out there and just rock the crowd the way he did yeah, the way because <sighs> she was like you guys know this song black dark don't big church you i'm just ruined the lyrics Lock, tuck, a big t-shirt <laughs> Billy irish, irish. and everybody was like irish. Yeah. and then the beat the drops beat and drops. the beat is just crazy and they start Bro. screaming and then he comes out and then the two of them just jump up and down and he's rapping and i was just like not making the thug cry i i i would have cried right now just just thinking about it i'm so proud of him i'm so happy for him and i love how he doesn't act too cool to be excited about it he talked about how he can't get over it he can hardly sleep Hmm. he's he cried did you see how he almost went out early and then they had to like he like realized they had to pull himself back because he was so excited we we have to bring him on we have he's the epitome of yeah. black boy joy he's a sweet and boy. i i love it and if y'all are not hip to armani he's a he's a great person to follow online if you want to feel good great just, energy yeah great music and just like Beautiful a good being. person entertaining brilliant marketing just just and kind like truly checks in on me calls me to say how are you feeling you got people in high it, places keep keep it enough <laughs> you better just <laughs> your child anyway um all right go ahead girl hot shit your man listen my listen what you was about to say dr cornell west was on the breakfast club about two days ago really great i think everybody should go listen to this interview it was a really really wonderful interview and he addresses and talks about you know the possibility and the threat that he is in um stealing Democratic votes and, you know, splitting that and making it so that the Republicans win. And he answers them very thoughtfully and um, just great perspective, just a great order. I know he be saying all the words he really does. But the like, unlike me, his shit connects and makes sense. And he was just I think what um, was so undeniable about that interview was his um his bravery he's a brave man and Mm. he talks about how he talks about collective cowardice he talks about the collective cowardice of the democratic party he talks about the consequence of that and the agreements that we all kind of subtly make knowing that there are lies being told or that things aren't um, 
people are saying things but not making promises and not meeting them and he he just really um makes you feel less crazy or makes you he his knowledge and of course his brilliance and his education just brings to the forefront a lot of things that you may be wary about or most importantly feel real a loss of hope about and it wasn't that he was going up there and um discrediting politics or the american political system by any means but in the way that a preacher or a guru or even like a really brilliant professor which he is can can do is that he made you feel really inspired and he made you feel really hopeful um by his honesty by his just kind of telling things as they need to be told and should be told especially if you're going to run for that position and i think everybody should take a listen to it um Charlemagne and what's the light skin boy's name they were asking Envy. really great questions and it was it's just a really <laughs> who would say who would think that Dr. Cordell West in the breakfast club would be what the people need but it's a good listen I would love to hear what you have to think about uh, what you think about yeah. it, Antoinette but I really enjoyed it and I really I really um am proud of him even if you know he doesn't win but he is a he's a he's a brilliant man and what he has to say is really important and another thing that I saw that I was kind of excited about, um, Lakeith Stanfield. I'm never, ex- I don't know why I have this resistance to this man. If I see TV shows or movies, I'm always just like, Mm-mm. I don't know why, but he's in a new uh, Apple TV series, The Changeling, and it's by Melina. It's directed by Melina Chow. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say it. Matsauskas. Anyway, I feel like you were close. Melina Matsaus, because I've been following her for a minute. She's an amazing director. She's like BFS with Solange and is all a part of those artsy, super high quality art direction, black New York folks. But it looks really, she did Queen and Slim. She she did uh, Rihanna's Found Love in a Hopeless Place. Just immaculate camera work and vision and creative direction. And it looks really pretty and it looks really interesting. It's based on a a book um, of the same name, The Changeling. And I guess it's like a horror mystery thing. But I'm interested. I'm, I'm looking for something to watch, child. So I'm going to look at it and let you guys know how it went. But that, those are my hot shits. Very good. Very good. I am... Um, um, I have another one and it's something that my sister introduced me to. It's a podcast called resistance Hmm. and it is by or done by one of her. Anyway, it doesn't matter. One of her former students and his name is Saeed Thomas, I believe. And I, it's an award-winning podcast Hmm. child. I was in here listening to that thing and Shanti it is so good. One, it's sonically just beautiful. I, I'm like, it is, is like, his, what's it about? So it is, it, I'm reading this from, it was originally a Spotify podcast, but it's on Apple now as well. Resistance is a show about refusing to accept things as they are. Stories from the front lines of the movement for black lives told by generation, by the generation fighting for change. And 
I listened to an episode called, it's about his mother, which is just, Shanti, you have to listen to it. Um, What is it? Beyond Borders? Hold on. Ooh, I'm struggling today. Now I can't find it. But anyway, it's an episode about his mother and his, yes, Borders Between Us, excuse me. And his mother passed away and there seems to be, or there seemed to be some unresolved, not tension, but just, just there were unresolved aspects of their relationship. And, um, I believe he said he was from Sierra Leone. So she came to the United States and then she came back and then he came to the United States. Like, so they, there was a lot of separation between the two of them. And, um, it's just so it's brutal in the way that it's told mm. brutally honest. She does. She passed away from cancer. Um, but the, the way it's told he's he's so it's so evident that he's a storyteller it's so evident that he's an actor it's so evident that that he leads with his heart and the way that he's telling the stories and the sound effects that he uses it's just i i completely understand why it's an award-winning podcast and i'm i'm looking forward to getting more into it but i'll send you the link i recommend that everybody at the very least check that episode out um, it, it, that episode aired 12, 2020. Um, so yeah. Is it something that Jolie can listen to as we're driving up to New York? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it might, wonderful. it might be, it might, it might be something, some aspects of, of it might go over her head, but that's good. But it's, it's definitely something that I think that you can, oh, you can expose her to. to child. Thank you for yeah. that. And it's, it's brief. It's like 30 minutes, okay. 40 minutes. So check that out. But also, please check us out. Rate, subscribe, review, share. Do all the things that you've been doing to help support an independent podcast such as Around the Way Curls. I think it's very interesting that there are some people who don't realize that we're independent. What? <laughs> they think, who the fuck you think back in us? <laughs> Well, I thought it was interesting when we were in talks with a certain network that they didn't realize that we were independent, like that we don't have a producer, that we don't have a machine behind us. This is just you and I making this happen. You and I, excuse me, and the support of our listeners and especially our patrons. So shout out to you all. I really appreciate you. Shanti really appreciates you. And we're here because... Your help, because of your help yes so new patrons i'm gonna try this week Let's i can go. read contessa mm. dap 2k88 mm. kalisha kia ashley ccb and alexis we thank you we appreciate you and we see you with that at 26 minutes in we're gonna take a break because that's a perfect time for a mid-roll would you like to sing? After these messages, we'll be right back. Boop. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. 
VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. And we're back with our politics as usual. Listen, I think this is important. I, I thought to include it here. The FDA approves the first ever pill treating postpartum depression. Okay. For those of you who don't know, 10 to 15% of new mothers suffer from postpartum depression. That's one in seven and one in 10 dads. I didn't know that men suffer from postpartum as well. That's the first time in, in looking that up that I saw that. Mm. Right now, there is an existing um, treatment, but it's given via IV and it takes 60 hours and it's $34,000. You got to be a sad, very wealthy mother <laughs> to be able to afford and also have the time. 60 hours through an IV? Mm. I don't it's, it's it's not 60 consecutive but hours. either well like you could as a new mom you got like three hours here four hours here that's a long time well 60 if you're that day rich treatment? then you, I don't know how you have a nanny works. if you got thirty four thousand dollars for an IV I'd be like girl drink would you tell us what you said drink some water and drink flush out some, your system listen <laughs> I want to know that ain't if anybody's trying to girl you just <laughs> Anyway, this um, new pill, of course, they haven't said how much it's going to be, but the hope is that it's <laughs> for the regular degular mothers out there. Um, the trial was successful. A lot of people felt better within days. Being a new mother is wild. It's crazy. I couldn't imagine going through that process feeling really, really depressed. So mm -hmm. hopefully this is a relief for a lot of folks. And when I was sitting there, I was like, yeah, it's just because America doesn't have any community. And I bet the other countries, they don't have postpartum because they have community and rituals. And I did my no, research. They do. And I was like, oh, 
It's no. a chemical thing. It's terrible. Saudi Arabia, 22%. Pakistan is up to 30%. Morocco, 11 Australia, 21.3%. Chile, 20 Like, some are in the same range as the U.S., but a lot were even higher. So, child, You also, also to have to consider mothers. that that this is who this is only gathering data on who is actually like talking about it talking about it sharing the and information and saying that right? they have it and right yeah. and reaching out for help a lot of people just endure so i'm sure it. that the numbers are much uh, higher than that i, th- I think that's a i don't know about a pill for that we... it oh i don't trust all this shit so i'm starting well, to get lots weary. of people Let take pills that. for depression i don't know why i know do this it's probably i mean that's my thing is like what is the difference in the depression of the neurological effect of the brain of like somebody that's dealing with depression and then postpartum depression that's actually really interesting to research um it's not something that we've talked about on the podcast i child i don't know if i was depressed after i had the child i was just going through a lot it who knows like it's quite possible um I never I think, experienced the extreme of like death or wanting to hurt my baby or not like waking up in the morning. I was just like hit with a Mack truck. Like what? I think too, go, something what? that I heard someone say that when you're always, as soon as you have a baby, you're always postpartum, like period. And so a lot of times what she was saying I'm is postpartum that we, right now? Yeah, but you've, you're oh post having God. a baby. So they were saying like everything (laughs) uh, that a lot of times where we don't consider that, that like, I don't know. I, in my experience of watching you after you had your child, I think there was a lot of joy and no, I don't think it was super severe, but I, yeah, I think that you definitely dealt, you were definitely dealing with a lot, but I think you definitely dealt with it. And that I think just like other depressions and I could be wrong, there are triggers for it and outside events and circumstances can absolutely trigger things. And you were dealing with a whole lot at that time. And so, yeah, I, I think that you're just used to powering through stuff. Maybe you're not out, recognizing it. Shout out to all the uh, new mothers out here in this very moment, listening that are dealing with the confusion and the heartache and the guilt and the shame that comes with um, having these hard, lonely feelings, com- conflicting feelings. I hope that you're getting the help that you need and um, that you're not alone and that there is, hopefully, I, I think, um, something on the other side of this. So shout out to, to, yeah, shout out to women that have gone through that. I think it's something we should even talk about on the podcast, have some folks come on, because uh, not a lot of people talk about that. It's always in passing <clears throat> rather than in the moment or given some skills or just the encouragement to talk about it in the moment and get help. But all right, FDA, good work by you. Um, listen, I don't know why we have not talked about the aliens yet, because I, ha- I because I wasn't in charge of politics. <laughs> Listen, you can now. always add <laughs> anything on the girl. Outline. You should be like this long when you do it. I'm like, it's it's just because of the research. You can always add. <laughs> well, shit. here we're gonna like finally talk about it. All right, 
Now, on July 25th, three military veterans, including an Air Force intelligence officer, testified in front of Congress about their knowledge of a secret multi-decade engineering program of recovered UFO vessels. They said here that it's a secret multi-decade reverse engineering program of recovered vessels. Do What does that what mean? What does that mean? <laughs> don't Reverse put stuff on this engineering. outline you, you don't know what it means. What does that mean? It, it sounds to me that they're trying to put back together whatever those vessels are. What movie was that in? That was Reverse his- engineering, also known as backwards engineering or back engineering, is a process or method through which one attempts to understand through deductive reasoning how a previously made device, process, system, together. or piece of software accomplishes a task with very little, if any, insight into exactly what it does. That, yeah, they what was that in? Back together. What was, movie was that in where they were trying to put it back together? Independence in Day. In motherfucking Pendence Day. <laughs> That was such a good movie. Now, these basically people were saying, oh, the government is admitting more than the government is admitting. It's actually that these were military or government workers that are basically whistleblowing on the government. There's one person said, my my testimony is based on information that I have been given by individuals with a longstanding track record of legitimacy and service to this country, many of whom also shared compelling evidence on the form of photography, official documentation and classified oral testimony. Many of these people have said that they are targets of administrative terrorism and that they have had their life threatened and they're very scared before standing before this panel of Congress and saying what was going on. And so Congress was like, bro, are you fucking kidding me? So what, what, what was all over there? They were asking about, they asked if, hold on, let me get to this one part. Several times during the hearing, Grush, this is one of the folks that was testifying before the, the Congress, deflected lawmakers' questions, saying he could only elaborate in a skiff, which is a sensitive compartmentalized... <laughs> you could do it. Take your time. Skiff. Take your time. When please. I saw the word compartmented, I was like, I probably only elaborate in skiff settings as well. He could only elaborate in skiff, a sensitive compartmented information facility. Me too, Grush. Those instances include when he was asked if the government has had any contact with aliens, listen to this, and whether anyone had been murdered to cover up information about extraterrestrial technology. The nigga Grush said, no comment. (laughs) He said, no comment. (laughs) I wish y'all could see her right now. It's how you just just put your face in that mic. You're nuts. He said no comment. He said no comment. He said niggas died for this shit. I lied for this shit. He didn't say that. He said no comment. He said, I got to talk to you in the back. We got to go in the alley, bro. Skiff. That's what I'm going to say from now on. This is the congressional hearing, correct? Yes. Mm. They said, they they asked straight up, like, did you find non-human biologics? Skiff. I can't comment on it, but yes. 
Yes, we did, but I can't elaborate. You can't be saying yes. Th- that's what they said. I can't elaborate. They said that's not yes, but I feel you. Yes, he did. Antoinette, if you actually think <laughs> in any way to play the devil's advocate on this is crazy. <laughs> no, per- I, I think aliens are here. I think we've been here, but they they confirmed it during COVID. We just had so much going on with Trump. They, you know, I kept saying that. Girl, I, a long got- time ago, they done said, I believed it a long time ago. They went on to sit at Congress and ask, like, yo, like, how much money is going into this, you know, uh, what did we just say? It was reverse engineering multi-decade program fucking with the aliens. And they were like, um, I don't know. You got to, like, have to ask the, the Pentagon about it. And then some congressman was like, well, the Pentagon, you know, I can't trust them because every year we give them an audit and they fail by billions of dollars. The Pentagon fails the audits by billions of dollars. And then the congressman went on to say, and you know, me, if I miss $2 on my taxes or something, I'm in trouble. But I guess it's just it's just a different game for uh, for the Pentagon. Why and the I fuck said, do you sound like Tiger That's King? how he said it. That's how he said it. <laughs> but I did see in the news that the... There was some audit somewhere, and they were like, oh, the government lost a billion dollars, y'all. It's just, this shit is just, <laughs> you can't make this shit up, but also I blame the PPP sense. loans. That's where they at. <laughs> Not you being mad at all the niggas that came up I'm and started I'm super mad. Fully functioning businesses now. They just needed that startup money. Okay. They just needed the capital. They just needed the capital that they didn't have access to. But um, listen, these aliens, I pray to God they're more advanced and more intelligent, or more intelligent than us, and that um, they are more evolved spiritually and are not here to be petty. I hope the aliens aren't petty because they have a lot to like. We got a lot to fuck around and find out with aliens. So I, I pray that they're like almost um, like a wiser, older brother or something like, or a parent and how they handle us. Like, oh, are you guys still doing that? Oh, that's silly. I'm going to let you play this out. But um, maybe stop destroying your own planet and inhabitants. Solve I was that. talking to somebody about this and I was like, we we keep, because we, we were in a DM talking about how badly... We're ready for aliens. We're ready for them to come. Mm-hmm. Earth is ghetto. Humans are ghetto. And it dawned on me, like, what if the aliens come and they like Blueface and Krishan? What if they're worse than us? I we don't know what we're asking for. That's Listen, they better be. If you flying around with no petroleum and shit, if you... F- <laughs> Wait. If you, you able t- to drive with no wings and petroleum, then I hope you can handle it. You have a regulated nervous system and emotional I, capacity. <laughs> I will say that I read, though, that the guy who was testifying, he did not say that he saw alien forms. He know a nigga that he know said a nigga. somebody, yeah, right, somebody had told him that they had seen it. Yeah, saw like, it. Whatever. What is it? I I really do think that they're probably here, though. Like, they're here. My dad is quite possibly an alien he is not a normal person he for real isn't he's a very strange person (laughs) he is (laughs) what if they 
uh, you don't watch Marvel. This is just so hard sometimes to connect with you. Mm. Tricky. I really had, I had a reference, but I can't share it with the people. I don't know what it is. I don't remember what they're called, but it's the Marvel characters that come down. They can take the shape and the face of, I forget what they're called. Scrolls. They're scrolls. What if the aliens, sorry, blue, can you please stop? Please just find something to make as much noise as possible. But what if the alien, come here. What if the aliens are like that, where they come and they can just like, look at you and they can just take on your life form. Girl, I would not be surprised. They probably doing that shit. Beyonce probably an alien. Some ain't right with her either. Beyonce might. That would not surprise me. She if is. Found out that she's like, not girl, of this world. This can't be real. Like you got to be. If there are aliens, I'm assuming that you want to make contact. No, I'm cool. I want to know about them, but like you don't want to make contact. I don't know. It depends. I'm shocked by that. If they're not petty. If they're going to help me, yeah. But if you're just going to sit here and watch this, if you're doing like God and giving us free will and shit, I'm not interested. I want you to force me to reach my potential and to understand everything and to evolve out of this grotesque meat bag that I'm in. I think that this is this is directly related to how you're feeling right now. <laughs> you're feeling overwhelmed. You you're you're questioning decisions, and now you just want somebody to tell you what to yeah, do. Yeah, tell you what to do. Get me out of this. This is the ghetto. Give mm. me something called certainty and complete understanding. But if the aliens are coming here, then I'm wondering, like, is it is it worse where they're at? Like, why are they here? I think that they're like, all right. Let me see. Let me tell you something. Here's what I think. Right. <clears throat> In the we are part of an ecosystem. Uh-huh. Right? If the if the water's heating up, the algae's over blooming, the fish are getting fucked up. Which is Hawaii's fu- just a mess. Hawaii's Hawaii? fucked up. Oh, she went from a j- algae to Hawaii. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you see Hawaii's where I went? fucked up. Right? <laughs> which is fucking up Texas. It's an ecosystem. Everything is affected, right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. So that could should even expand out into the universe, right? The ozone is being eaten up. Aliens are like, yo, it's hot as shit now, or you fucking up whatever. I'm you're impacting this whichever areas are closest to Earth in in our galaxy that we're in. I don't even know how the um the small to big works is it a planetary system galaxy milky way i don't understand how that works it's quite um infinite that was already really good what you just said either way they might be like yo what is going on you guys are messing something up and they're coming down there to say you guys have to get it together because you're fucking it up or where i am and we don't like Uh, this so you think all the way down to the algae we're fucking earth up so bad that we're fucking up the universe like if the not the maybe or it's affecting i don't know if the universe can ever be fucked up but it's like it has a consequence that maybe other beings are experiencing that's far-reaching or or and we need to move on or they see (laughs) what we're doing and (laughs) yes where they see what we're doing and they're coming here to say hey we can help you save your planet and you Biden's like, humans. no, we got to make this money, M.O.B. 
Biden was like, nah, nah, reverse engineer that <laughs> ship real quick. It ain't start with Biden. Biden it was like, hello, who, who are president? you? I feel like if this is like <laughs> Where a George I? Bush thing, senior. Girl, this is long I feel like he would have started this. You think? Ooh, I like, wonder who, who was the first president. It was probably exactly. Obama. No. It was definitely. <laughs> How you going to say before, before <laughs> George Bush senior and then, and then blame Obama? Obama. Wait, it was Obama to what? To know about this to shit? To know about it and to hide it? No. To fuck with these aliens? No. Say, ah, oh, that shit, they him. whipping that shit hard as fuck. Figure it's out how they like, did that. It's probably like JFK. He had a lot going on. Yeah. Cuba Missile Crisis. Child. It was a lot. It was probably JFK. On his just, plate. Venezuelan president just got m- moked out. A candidate just got killed. Oh, the world's ablaze. Help us. All right, aliens, help. <sighs> Moving right along, we th- this Ecuador. I, I, I could spend a year on this. I really could. Florida is at it again. We're gonna move <laughs> on to pop culture, but I'll be remiss not to bring this up. And I really want this to be a a larger conversation. People are sounding the alarm on the supplemental curriculum created by PragerU. It's an accredited right wing group that has approved that has been approved by Florida schools. They have a video where Frederick Douglass is depicted in the video saying that the founding fathers had to compromise on slavery and urges kids to work within the system. I'm going to play this video. Wait, what? It's very important. Have you, you haven't seen this? No. Oh my God. What's are, is everything okay where you are? I live in Philadelphia. No. What? That sounds like it's in your house. Are you okay? Seriously? It's my back garbage door. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to play this because... It's wild. And I feel badly that you haven't seen this because you really don't get the full thing unless you watch the actual cartoon that goes with it. Now, which nigga did Frederick Douglass's voice? <laughs> Wait till you hear it. Because in my mind, this is a white man <laughs> that's doing it. But here we are. I'm opening the link. Everything's working just fine. No delays here. Let's go. Children. Our founding fathers knew that slavery was evil and wrong, and they knew that it would do terrible harm to the nation. They wanted it to end, but their first priority was getting all 13 colonies to unite as one country. The southern colonies were dependent on slave labor, and they wouldn't have joined a union that had banned it. Are you okay with that? I'm certainly not okay with slavery, but the founding fathers made a compromise to achieve something great, the making of the United States. It was America that began the conversation to end it. But Leo is correct that big problems need to be approached very carefully. Have you kids heard of William Lloyd Garrison? No. Nope. He's an abolitionist like me. And he and I used to be friends, but we aren't any longer. We don't agree how to solve problems. William refuses all compromises, demands immediate change. And if he doesn't get what he wants, he likes to set things on fire. Sounds familiar. (gasps) Sounds like you know the type. Yeah, we've got that type in our time. So, you're trying to work for change inside of the American system. Precisely, Layla. Our system is wonderful, and the Constitution is a glorious liberty document. We just need to convince enough Americans to be true to it. That's a snippet. I wish that descendants of Frederick Douglass I, I don't know if we know who they are. If they know who they are, we'll sue the fuck out of them. That is an abomination of truth, of history. 
That is propaganda mm. at its finest. Mm-hmm. That is dangerous. Mm-hmm. That is, I mean, I am incensed. Mm. I was, I saw that and was like, are you fucking scary. kidding me? It's beyond scary. And, and the other thing, the other thing that really bothered me was that it's, it's so in our face right now. But when I think about my own education, that kind of propaganda existed in it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like th- we look at this and we're appalled, but it's, it, we're not recognizing that this is actually the norm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's just like, you want these, these people to fall in line. It was that, le- first of all, Frederick Douglass is the, whoever's saying the voice, who's ever doing a voiceover is absolutely white. <laughs> so that's the first issue that I'm having with it. That's a petty issue, but it's pissing me off. But then you have the Frederick Douglass, Frederick Douglass, the abolitionist, is telling folks to work within the system, compromise. fall in line, compromise. America is a beautiful place. The yeah, slavery was bad. Slavery was bad and wanted to end it. What? But, but America- they had to unite the country first. And I know that's not ideal, but because of America, because I love America, we made that sacrifice and everything's okay. Slavery's fine because it united this good country. And when we have problems, we have to put country first. Are you fucking nuts? That that is what you know, it Floridians are being taught. You better say Floridians. You know what should actually be taught in uh, public schools <clears throat> is the amount of money and wealth that was made during slavery to talk about how America this idea this abstract concept of how America was made what the fuck does that mean how does America become the most wealthiest and powerful country in the world just through through moral what moral strength and power get the fuck out of here moral superiority they need to go from the very beginning of how much money these countries made off of slavery slavery it took me a really long time to understand yes slavery is this concept is wrong but then as a business owner i was like bro imagine you you ain't got no cost of labor no you just have to keep these i mean of course the cost was keeping them alive and feeding them and clothing them to the bare fucking minimum but right um, that's not a a life long um what's the word regenerating labor force that's why people are, are you se- kidding that's why me? reparations are so necessary because literally there's that's, that's Shanti, why this numbers is, are necessary for them to say but the this numbers is why white folks they have to understand that all of the businesses all of the wealth created then through slavery is on is through this, this free labor yeah, and you're America. still benefiting from it yeah and this discrepancy in this wealth gap is very real as a result of your history no but and it, and the foundation of this country that's what built this country no it's the it's, other it's thing moral compasses Antoinette. stop the other thing too is not only is it free labor, it's also innovation. Girl, I want to be very clear. 
that the enslaved skill set yes did not just come here and oh massa taught them how to function on plantations or farm, no or to, enslaved yeah. folks actually came up and taught taught i forget who i wish i had this if i had this kind of memory but an enslaved person actually taught his owner about um what is it the shots that you get come on the shots that you get to prevent disease come on immunization immunizations girl like that's a thing like they it's not it's so much deeper than tilling the land number one right just how to actually create these crops how to do it in an efficient skillful way blood sweat and tear girl if i think if they brought it broke it down into numbers which i don't even know the numbers and of course they have existed because people have done the work black people have exhausted themselves to prove (laughs) to try to prove themselves and the injustice against them in this country they've done it multiple ways so i know that the data is out there but show them show them niggas the numbers is that you know we're not even talking about indentured servants we're talking about enslaved folks. Then you get the, into that. The the native folks that were here that, that laid the the foundation for this. Hello. Oh Who god. Just moved Aliens off come their and land. burn it down. Killed. They're gonna say they're gonna say they just want to burn it all down. <laughs> it's, that and sounds like to, our arguments. No, seriously <laughs> though. And then to have Frederick Douglass delivering this message. Shorty what said, an atrocity! I know people like that. Not the BLM. I know them. What a what a an atrocity! What a slap in the face! This feels violent. You it know how I like get mad and I'm like, words aren't violent. This is this feels fucking violent. Nineteen eighty six, and this this makes me want to just annex Florida. Like, just get it the fuck out of here. Just go, just go, just go, Florida. Be gone. I I just don't understand how this is legal what is going on down there anyway i'm gonna do more <laughs> research into this um i i came across this yesterday and been working all day so i'm not four. as um informed and this is not as thorough as i'd like it to be but i definitely want the listeners to be aware of this and i apologize um, that reference wasn't 1989 that is actually taylor swift's very popular album it's 1984 wait which what? is a dystopian social science fiction novel <laughs> 1989 in 1984 you- they have double speak you know where you say one thing oh. like war is peace peace is war all of that kind of stuff but i just referenced it and i said yeah that sounds like 1989 <laughs> I didn't even hear you say that. <laughs> but it's 1984. 1989 is actually the classic album by our queen. Uh, Please do not bring Taylor Swift up and while we're talking about this <laughs> black liberation. All right, moving right along. I got another clip for y'all asses for this one, but you could talk about how you feel. Go ahead. Bring us in. I don't, mm. Tory Lanez, I think it was yesterday, he was convicted mm. of or sentenced to... 10 years for shooting Megan the stallion after he spent some time pleading with the court and trying to, you know, uh, get a lighter sentence after he was convicted of the crime. Um, hmm. How do, do I you feel have about thoughts that? on this? I definitely you- feel like, um, I definitely feel like he should do time for that. 10 years fit feels like a very, very long time, especially since 
the cop that just oh god i didn't write this part down go ahead internet i'll i'll bring that i'm shocked in. but a cop you just said that you don't think really you think am. 10 years is the the amount of time that he should it feels like a very long time it wow does. that's that i can't tell you how disappointing it is for me to hear that i'm you. sorry i gotta be honest um let me play a clip let me play a clip i i'm deeply disappointed to see how many people are saying that online? How many people are doing this compar- comp- comparative thing? How many people are saying that Megan is still lying? Um, how no, many people are... No, no, no. I'm not equating you to that. But this is what's happening online. Um, and and it's just, to me, it's gross. And I he's not going to do 10 years, one. When you get 10 years, you don't actually serve 10 years. He'll probably do half of that and then be shipped off to Canada somewhere. But because he's not a citizen, I want to play a clip. He's not a citizen. And I want to play. I don't believe so. He's Canadian. I don't think he's a U.S. citizen. Oh, wow. That's why they keep saying that he's going to be deported. Uh, But I want to play a clip from Ebony K. Williams on the griot. And she really hit the nail on the head and big up for how I feel about this. And. I want to say big up to her because I, I respect her. She's a lawyer. She's a bad bitch and her, her legalese. And I think her dedication to black women um, really gives her a right to be an authority on this. And so I'm going to play this really quickly. See, the reality is that if Tory Lanez was convicted, and let's be clear, he absolutely was convicted in a court of law by a jury of his peers. So again, I ask if Tory Lanez was convicted of shooting Drake twice in his feet, would there be a cultural division? Would we be labeling him everything but a child of God and shipping him right on back to the six? I think so. And likewise, if Tory Lanez was convicted of shooting Britney Spears in her feet, again, I say even the black community would likely be solid in the position But it's real crazy for a black man in America to think that he could pull an assault with a deadly weapon on a blonde white woman, let alone a super famous one, and get away with it. Now, yes, there would likely be some man, hate to see fam go out like that commentary from some of us, but I suspect that the general consensus would be that he made his bed hard, thus he would have to lie in it. But oh, let Tory Lanez be found guilty of shooting a black woman in her feet. And even after an actual trial... We heard from expert witnesses. We saw ballistic and other forensic evidence. And the trier of fact found him guilty on every single count of the indictment. And by the way, if that wasn't enough, his efforts for an appeal were also denied. One would think that that type of fact-finding would leave Megan the Stallion completely vindicated on all fronts. You would think that after that guilty verdict, after three years of being doubted, ridiculed and harassed by her own people you would think in this moment finally the entire black community would be offering this black woman our apologies our most sincere love and appreciation for megan showing us what it looks like to stand up for herself and for all black women and black girls who suffer violence and harm no matter where it comes from i want to say too that it's not just the shooting that like his behavior 
during the trial and before the trial is also a factor into his sentencing. His um, being told to stop talking about the trial, stop, stop this and that, that, and and he didn't do that. His behavior, while his coercion of trying to get people to lie on his behalf is also factored into this. So mm-hmm. it's not just mm-hmm. he shot her. It's also he shot her. It's also he acted a rank ass fool. He his father he acted a rank ass or, fool. Did he write a song or like he write, a- he wrote Right. He mm-hmm. basically yeah. made her life a living hell during the process. Mm-hmm. And then during the trial process was also berating the judge. He had a lot. He was being a smart ass with the judge. His father was being a smart ass with the judge. All of that kind of stuff is going to impact sentencing. That's all I've got to say. I have no problem with him getting 10 years. Him getting 10 years has nothing to do with other people having lighter sentences. That's his own thing. I'm not going to sit here and compare the two things. When you're, when you, I'm, I get it. We need to be abolitionists. We need to figure out another way, you know, to, to, um, what is it? Restore and recuperate folks who have done wrong. But when you are violent towards women and you show absolutely no remorse you need to have a fucking sit you need to have a seat sit down that's how i feel not right now what do you think i I don't disagree with you well you did earlier you did you were shocked i just said 10 years is a long time you say it's not a long time i i don't think that i don't know i mean i don't know if I also don't have an answer for what the appropriate amount of time was. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, oh, I was. And, and the 10-year conviction um, or time that he has to spend isn't um, connected to me thinking that that was, um, that what he did, he doesn't deserve it. It just, I don't know. It just felt like a, a, a long it's a long time. I, that was just my immediate about, response. Just what do you think about what Ebony said? Like, do you think if 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 this was Kylie Jenner that he shot in his in her feet and he got ten years? Let's honestly, like, when she said that, I was like spot on. I don't think anybody would question him getting ten years for that. I would expect him to get more. If that black man shot that know. white girl, I don't. I don't know if that's how I would feel. I don't know, and I mean, my, I think maybe it's, it's something a for us to deep, ask ourselves. Deep down, that I don't. I'm not thinking like considering or being uh, truthful about. But I. I don't know if I could answer that. It doesn't come up to me as like, oh yeah, you. You probably would think he would need a longer sentence. I don't know. I don't know, and I again, I don't have the answer. Five years doesn't feel like the right amount of time feels like a, a less amount of time. I don't have an answer that, or a time that feels like, yeah, that feels about right. That was just my honest opinion of, Oh, that felt like a long time. Not that he shouldn't serve it or is not deserving. My just initial reaction was like, damn, they locked his ass up for a long time. And it's not like he does, you know, he didn't deserve that or he needs to defend it. Or that was irrational. My I just response was like, wow, that's a, that's a long time. Sorry. I don't have more to, no. to argue about it, but 
We're not arguing. Well, We're I don't talking. have I don't have like a a definitive like because duh, 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 duh. No, I don't expect us to have definitive thing. I think when when Ebony positioned it in that way, it made me sit back even though I I didn't I didn't feel like when I saw 10 years I was like, mm, "Okay." I didn't feel I didn't I I thought oh, that's, a, that's that's what that's what it is, bro. Good luck. Mm-hmm. But when she positioned it like that, it made me think, holy shit. Yeah, I probably would anticipate that he would get more time if it was a white girl. Or, yeah, if he shot, you know, Drake. But more so if it was a white woman victim, if it was Kylie, mm-hmm. that we would be like, oh, my God, he shot a Kardashian twice in the foot and this mm-hmm. poor white woman. Mm-hmm. We have to I don't defend know if that her. Would, yeah, I don't think I don't know if that would be my. I'm talking about the collective. Yeah, like I think that we are also conditioned. I I think for that, there to be more real fast that we're conditioned for them to for there to be more justice when it comes to and on harder penalties when victims yeah. don't look like well, Megan. I would have said that was ten years is a long time, but it makes sense because he shot a white woman. That probably would exactly. Yeah, but I wouldn't. It wouldn't be in the I, but not because that's that's justice or that make that's fair. It's just that oftentimes, black men, if a white woman's in harm, you're going to get the fucking thrown in jail and the key thrown away type of. But you see that that's an issue. Absolutely. And I, but I also wouldn't do it like, oh, out of um, protection or defense of Kylie either. But I would understand, I guess, yes, I guess there is some cognizant dissidence of like, oh, he, he, I don't know the saying, but they threw the key away, threw his ass in the jail and threw his key away. And damn, that was, that's a really long and harsh sentencing. Um, for Megan in a way that I would understand more for Kylie. I get, yeah, I understand. I get that. Okay. Yeah. In other news, we have Jamie Foxx. Now, Jamie Foxx, we all collectively took a breath of, of relief, a sigh of relief when we found out that he was okay. Now, just a short time later, we have Jamie Foxx groveling and apologizing for an anti-Semitic comment. So I just want to break down what happened, okay? Jamie Foxx posted the following message on his stories. Quote, they killed this dude named Jesus, dot, 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 ellipsis. What do you think they'll do to you? Question mark, question mark, question mark, exclamation point, hashtag fake friends, hashtag fake love. Okay. Jamie Foxx's post caught the attention of the Jewish news company, A Wider Frame, which subsequently shared a screenshot of the post and accused Jamie of sharing a quote, horribly, horrifically, excuse me, um, anti-Semitic message. When they shared said screenshot of the post, it showed that Jennifer Aniston had liked the post. Now, Jennifer Aniston threw his ass under the bus 
but we'll get into that. Jamie apologized and said, I want to apologize to the Jewish community and to everyone who was offended by my post. I know, I now know my choice of words have caused offense and I'm sorry. That was never my intent. To clarify, I was betrayed by a fake friend and that's what I meant when with they, not anything more. I only have love in my heart for everyone. I love and support the Jewish community. My deepest apologies to anyone who was offended. Now, Jennifer Anston got called out for liking the post and she then threw Jamie under the bus and she wrote, this really makes me sick. I did not like this post on purpose or by accident, which I don't even know what that means. And more importantly, (laughs) I want to be clear to my friends and anyone hurt by this showing up in their feeds. I do not support any form of anti-Semitism and I truly don't tolerate hate of any kind, period. So Jennifer Aniston is a friend of Jamie Foxx. And it was very interesting that instead of saying, hey, I didn't like this post for it to be anti-Semitic. And I don't think Jamie was being anti-Semitic. She straight threw his ass under the bus the way that there's a pattern of white women doing to black men and saved herself. Didn't go over well with black folks. So before I continue with my thoughts on this, have you heard this saying? They yeah. killed Jesus. So which, of course. Yeah. Have you ever thought now this is this is where it's interesting because it's within the black community, black and brown community. Christian as well. Well, no, no, no. I'm not going to say Christian. I'm going to say the black and brown community specifically. I've never equated this to Jews ever. I've only thought of it. The they being child. If anybody would kill that kind ass man, these the they these raggedy ass people that we live amongst, then what do you think? People will do to you. Anybody will betray you. It doesn't matter yeah, how good you are. I think it's a are. reference to Judas. Right. But it's not. But it, what I, my point is, within our community, it's not a reference to Jewish people. No. 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 So I, I think that's the first disconnect here. I but think to a lot of Christians as well, it's a connection to Judas as well. But, but Jews don't follow Christianity. So lots of times they don't even... They don't know the stories, those stories of it at all. They don't follow Christ. So maybe they were thinking, I think they were persecuted because of Jews are super sensitive to that because they were often kicked out. And that's been like the scarlet letter A that's been on them as on the collective from a long, long time ago. It was like you killed Christ. Yeah, not just kicked out. They were targeted yeah killed, yeah slaughtered, and just yeah. made to one yeah you know just persecuted for it for years so right. I, I can i had i could understand i don't understand but i can see if it were the con how could it could be taken out of context it doesn't right. make sense because he definitely right. said fake friends like it was very clear he said fake friends underneath the statement yeah. right i think um this is really highlighting um, how much of a disconnect there is between the black and Jewish community and what a strained relationship there is. And I, and I want to delve into that, but first our home girl, Candace Marie Benbow, she had a really great um, 
post about this. She wrote two truths existing at the same time. Hmm. Duality, baby. Jamie Foxx is an amazing human being. Jamie Foxx said nothing wrong. They killed slash talked about Jesus. What do you think they're going to do to you is very much a black cultural expression. And they, for us in this context, has never meant Jew, like anything about Jewish folks. It's meant the people Jesus was close, was close to betrayed him. Just like you said, Judas, um, that matters in this discourse for many black folks. They killed Jesus has always been about reckoning with the reality that the people can be close, that people can be close to you slash you can give people the best of who you are and they won't think twice about hurting you. And in his explanation, this is what Jamie meant. Anti-Semitism is real and the conservative Christian framing of Jesus's crucifixion has been used as a justification for anti-Semitism for centuries. We need to call anti-Semitism out and put an end to it. At the same time, there has to be room for an understanding of cultural differences and expressions that aren't harmful or rooted in it. I hope we can get there. So I was listening to higher learning and they had, I, I think this last episode of higher learning where they had the interview with rabbi Dr. Ari Lamb was probably in my opinion, their, their best episode yet. It was so beautifully done and it bridged so many gaps. Hmm. And the conversation was just, it was, it was, um, productive. Mm. It was effective. Really. It was. Yeah. And some takeaways that I got from it. Um, cause I, cause I was fresh, really angry by this because I think I was angry that Jamie Foxx had to grovel for forgiveness with something that was deemed anti-Semitic. And it feels like that black folks usually have to grovel for forgiveness when there's any sort of um, prejudice or towards, towards, towards a certain community, even if it's, even if it's not the intention they have to, they're made to apologize, but it doesn't feel like that is the case with other people who offend black folks. And it feels like that's the case because Jewish folks have a proximity to whiteness. So anyway, um, Van and Rachel get the talking to Dr. To Rabbi Dr. Ari Lamb. And he talks about how there are a lot of practices within the Jewish communities, especially Orthodox Jewish communities that commemorate, commemorate atrocities. Like we were talking about experienced by folks within that community, um, for being associated with the folks that killed Jesus. So within Jewish practice, there are days where they, they literally get together. It's a holy day and it's to commemorate all of the atrocities experienced by Jewish folks. So it's very much still present in Mm -hmm. their practice, in their psyche of like these atrocities against us. Mm -hmm. And so there is a sensitivity, like you said, like you talked about, it's very heightened because if you are, especially a practicing Orthodox Jewish, Jewish uh, person, then it's, it's in the forefront of your mind. Mm -hmm. He also said, 
um, that the challenge of fighting anti-Semitism is that the organizations attack folks like an example, like Kyrie Irving, and they make these obnoxious demands of somebody like a Kyrie Irving or anyone that they deem to be anti-Semitic for that matter. But these organizations do not, they don't represent most of the Jewish community. So the most of the organizations that we hear from that speak out, this rabbi is saying like, they don't really represent most of us because they're not even really practicing Jews the way that most practicing Jews, like that it's not really how we feel. And he was like, those folks, like they're part they're not part of, he was saying they're like the main problem and that most practicing Jews would have seen what Kyrie Irving wrote, seen what Jamie Foxx wrote and had a conversation and then invited them to Shabbos at their home. Mm -hmm. Like they want to share the culture, but these organizations don't. And he was like, the main problem is that most Americans for most Americans. And this was so spot on the only time we encounter Jewish culture on like a mainstream level is when punishment is being handed out. Whether the anti-Semitism is real or perceived. Exactly. And so we've equated Jewishness to only fighting anti-Semitism. And so you can't engage with the Jewish community unless you're apologizing to it. Mm. And so there's already a defense up of like, well, you can't fuck with them because yeah. you say anything. Yeah. And so there's there's no room for conversation. Yeah, there's no bridge to be gapped. I mean, and, and separation between them. Yeah. Yes. And to in my mind, I thought to myself, oh, my God. Yeah. My only interaction with members of the Jewish community or the Jewish community is when somebody got to fucking apologize because they didn't say something anti-Semitic. And it's like, I don't even know who you are. I don't know how you practice. Like you see what I'm saying? Or it's this heightened version of, um, of what are the Jewish folks? They, a lot of them live in Williamsburg. Oh, acidic Jews, the acidic Jews, where we very orthodox sex, yeah, very orthodox, yeah. where we have these notions that they yeah. are a cult, mm-hmm. that their community is mm-hmm. dangerous, mm-hmm. that they're yeah. only oppressing women. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no really, there's no understanding, and and in many f- ways, both communities, black and Jewish, are protective of their communities mm-hmm. from one another, and so they're like, nah, you're not gonna come over here, we're not gonna come over there. We'll leave you alone. You leave us alone. That's that. And so the conversation was so rich. And I I just encourage folks to listen in on it. It was beautiful. And I really enjoyed that guest. I really enjoyed, I just, I just enjoyed the conversation. But it was eye-opening for me of how much work I think I need to do in terms of educating myself um, and, and recognizing that, oh, shit, not all of these organizations represent no of course the communities not. well yeah, of course not absolutely but i just like it's like and, and it's like the right wing christians or the evangelists or the more or black lives matter for that for, for that matter they don't represent uh-huh. all, all of, of yeah. black and brown yeah. people yeah of this country yeah uh, ever i i fuck with it but you see what i'm mm-hmm. saying like the woke that's what this woke agenda is fighting against mm-hmm. 
it's just so, it's, it was just so interesting about how polarizing everything is. But there was something to be said about only interacting with the community when punishment is being handed out. And I thought about the police as well. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's like, you know how many times I've talked about mm. why don't police speak? Mm. Why don't they ask you how your day was? Why don't they know your name? If you're policing my community, you should know me. You should understand the community. You should love the community, be of the community. But instead, the only time I engage with you is when you got some fucking beef or you're double parked being a dickhead. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just something. I, I think that lesson can be carried out. I, I know ahead. this and I said it before and I'm not joking. I think you should watch Jewish Matchmaker. It was really eye opening and it okay. shows a range of the culture and the practices and the ways that Jewish people identify. And it was really, it was, I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed learning about the Jewish community through that, uh, through that programming. So the range, it shows range. It shows the way okay. different people practice. It's good. It's good. Okay. Say less. And now finally, this is old news now because this podcast is not going to come out until the 14th and it's the 9th, but Y'all got to get y'all got to hear our thoughts on this. Shanti, bring us in. Now, I don't know when this came to my attention, but all of a sudden I'll turn, look to my phone and I just, I just see this conversation about boats and a brawl. And I see the brawl in snippets. I see just one because there's different angles. There are many people shooting this now. But the first thing I see is um, the initial altercation between the um, black gentleman. What was his, I don't, I can't done forgot his role in it. But in the white men attacking him and then a he group of black men coming to he his defense. Like the, the, and he then worked it, at the docks. He and was then like cut the off. captain. It cut off. And I was like, oh, okay, what, what's this all about? And then throughout oh, the day. you ain't see the full video? No, I had a lot going on this weekend. So uh, I, it just slowly developed and developed. And then I started seeing the different angles. And then I started seeing the longer videos of it. And the story started piecing together. Because first it was just presented as a brawl. I kept hearing something as a brawl. And I, so I don't like to see fights online mm -hmm. a lot of times and I didn't know what the context was and I just saw black and white people fighting and I was like I didn't like it I wasn't that interested in in it but when I started putting the pieces together and understanding what started the fight and what it turned into and why it was such a me melee of of punches and kicks and chairs it was a beautiful <laughs> symphony of protection loyalty um self-defense i said oh my god and it took me a couple times to watch it and really put it all together and then i cried it, it really touched my spirit i said wow that really what that's what went down and the black people on the interwebs were so happy so proud, so excited, so ingenious in their <laughs> memes and their 
interpretations of it and their reenactments of it. And I said, what a moment, what a time to be alive. But boy, oh boy, you can't make this shit up. You just I, can't make it up anymore. I I was with Jade, Crystal, and our girl Jasmine eating. And I was like, y'all say this? And I'm watching it. And like you, I don't like fight videos, but something, I was like, what? When I saw, I saw the full video. That's why I think I was like, I didn't turn it off. I started to, my eyes started to water when that young man jumped in the water. Oh, man, yeah. And it, and I, I'm, I know that like there's a lot of memes about this, but it really did feel like Ibombe, Ibombe. Like it felt like <laughs> here comes the cavalry. Yeah. And it, it was like I don't want to watch another video of a fucking black person being beaten. They could have killed him the way they were beaten on him. I don't want to watch another video of another black person being dehumanized. I'm so fucking sick of it. And it just felt like this uprising. And I've never, I never thought that a brawl would show me so much about humanity, Mm. but it absolutely did. Mm. And I was so happy that every single last one of those people got their asses whooped. That they fucked Except around. The lady got bonked on the head. Out. He ain't had Wait, to bonk that lady. We're on gonna the head address like that. that. <laughs> we're gonna address that. <laughs> She's my first. But <laughs> when you down, watch from these funny. other, when you watch, well, listen. When that young man jumped in that water, that's a that's a minor. Okay, he was sixteen. That's, that's a baby mm. on that boat watching that older gentleman be accosted and be brutally attacked by thugs. Okay. Mm-hmm. By drunken thugs. Use the language. And he matter. said, not on my fucking watch. And anything could have happened to him. He jumped in that disgusting water with shoes on, with clothes on. He that nigga was somehow a hoisted training. himself up. He's- and then proceeded to body slam the shit out of us. You know Ooh. how much fucking strength it takes and how much, it. seriously, how much adrenaline, adrenaline, how much love, how much commitment to his community that takes. <laughs> that was no, seriously, that was really fucking beautiful. That was a young person who was like, this is an elder. No, you're not. Yeah. No, the fuck you're mm-hmm. not. And when he went over there, he didn't know the people were going to meet him. He was going to be outnumbered. He could have went over there and got mm-hmm. seriously hurt, mm-hmm. accosted, killed, but it didn't matter. And to me, it felt like it, it, in my mind, it was like, this is, this is what a revolt looked like. It made me think about ancestors. It made me think about like when people said enough is enough. Mm-hmm. And I know it was very interesting how many people it was like six or seven. I was like, well, shut up. How many people were like, I'm really shocked that you're celebrating violence, especially violence against Who women. Yeah, that? I am celebrating violence. Just people in my DMs. I don't even know. Just black people, listeners, followers. Yeah. Wow. Especially men. A lot. Of, it was interesting. that A lot wow. of men were saying that. I was like, these respectability politics are very interesting. But yeah, I am. I am going to celebrate this violence because sometimes Many times, change is made through violence. You got to fuck around to find out. Hello? And then to see all of the other crew members join in. Now, yeah, 
The one guy, did he, that lady was on the ground. In the red dress. He probably, he didn't need to hit her with that chair. He was in the car. But we the weren't moment. there. We weren't there. We don't know what the hell she was saying. And she was throwing some blows. If you watch all the different angles, sis was getting busy. And that's why her ass was on the floor. But throwing them people into the water and then the boat's name was Harriet too? <laughs> the symbolism. Are you fucking serious? And then being in a location that was so prevalent in the slave trade? Mm-hmm. That's where our people were fucking traded like cattle? It's, girl, it's that present, past, future shit. But, Shanti, you know the two... warp sh- type shit. Listen, do you you know that two hours before sisters were on that dock and they were had just given an offering to the ancestors? No. Did I you did see not. that? That's what I'm telling you. They dressed in their white, doing the same thing we did for Miss Pam in the river, offering, giving an offering to the ancestors with their flowers, with their fruit, two hours before that happened. I mean, I get chills. I get chills thinking about it. Send me that video if you can find it. I will. It's on Twitter. I get chills thinking about it. Really, because I I think to myself, wow, look at how fucking powerful we are when we stick together. Look at how, and it dispels so many myths. Black people can't swim. Fuck out of here. Stop it. Fuck out of here. Why would you say that? Watching work. I mean, I mean it. Why would you say that? It dispels. Black people don't stick up for one another. And then to have the mayor charge the white folks. Watch this work. I, I live for it. I fucking live for it. Now, Gary, Gary's the one that was with the chair. Gary the police was want- wilding and wielding that chair, my the, nigga. The he, police- he was caught up in the moment. He didn't know. He was just swinging. First it. of all, him wielding that chair, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all because let me tell you something. He said bonk. If you fight me, I'm not fighting you fair. I swear to God, I'm grabbing whatever the fuck is around me and I'm getting busy. There ain't. I'm not squaring up. If I have to square up, fine. But I'm. Go- I- don't let me be walking my little cart home. I got a metal cart now because my other one broke. I I'll pick that cart that. up and fuck you up with that. Mm-hmm. It was a. It was. It was one of the most beautiful things I've seen in a very a long symphony, time. A orchestra. A, I watched a it. Great choreography. I swear to God, and I'm not trying to be funny. I swear on my life, and you can see my face. It. It. It stirred something up in me that that I can't I don't my limited vocabulary does not allow me to explain and express the pride the joy the love and the satisfaction oh that's a good I got word. from that yeah it's like finally you finally got your marble, now you talk about white people saving the world you had your black that was people it. saving the world effect. it was that feeling it was yeah. that it was end game when Cap, when Cap is down, I'm dead serious. You think are oh, you laughing? Cap is down. His shield is cracked, and he's decided he straps that shield on his arm, and he's like, "I'm about to fucking die. I'm about to die fighting." Oh boy, why I can't remember his name right now. I don't know. Thanos. Even but I know Thanos. that. I'm about to die fighting Thanos, but I'm gonna die on my feet. And then you hear on your left. And Shut up, and opens up. <laughs> I know you're making it uh, funny, and I'm not 
trying it to be is funny, funny that, and it's serious at the same can time. You feel, this shit can is you everything? It, it was Arya. It was it was Arya no. flying through the air to kill the fucking Night King. I'm like, oh, <gasps> it was that. It was the it was the triumph of good versus motherfucking evil. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it was triumphant. Mm-hmm. And I am so proud. I need to see that shit slow mo with some fucking girl music. You're not on Twitter. You need to see it because it'll it'll. They've put they've put music over it. They've made all kinds of remixes and things. And I I love to see how many white people are celebrating it as well. Mm. I said very good, very good. I'm glad that you understand that y'all deserve to get y'all asses beat in this moment. Oh, good job by you. I just. I need more That's of That's what they need to be playing up at them Florida schools, not that goddamn... That. And the, and the last thing I'll say is I was even more proud to see how many people were asking how they could support the legal defenses of, of those folks. They were like, they gonna need it. So it, a lot of folks, they're trying to protect their identities. I understand that. But I hear and see... That was my first thing. I hit up Sean King. Shout out to Sean King. I know he's tricky, but... He fuck with me on the internet. I hit him up like, do you usually be finding these GoFundMe's and shit? Find the GoFundMe. Let me know when you find it, cause it's important. And the 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 young boy, they found his Cash App. His Cash App can't accept any more donations. He says, Stop sending me money. But I'm he's a, a minor, so please, y'all, if y'all, there are some people who know who he is. Stop posting that minor, please, because you never know what crazy person in Alabama might come for him. You understand? So you, you have to be smart about this as well as we celebrate, but just thank you God for that. I needed Hallelujah. it. Yeah. And it really, and, and the, and then what transpired afterwards, the sheer brilliance. Can you imagine not being black and not being a part of, of black Twitter after this? <laughs> Can you imagine not understanding those memes? Can you imagine seeing a, a folding chair with a do-rag and black Air Force Ones and not knowing what that means? Sad. What a what, what a, a sad existence. Living. What a we are missing out. Just what a vanilla saltine oh. cracker existence. Whoa. Who wants Shout that? Shout out to the white folks that did understand it. Hopefully there were some. I pray. I just, I just couldn't imagine being a part of any. I never other even think of that. That's community. so true. Just like how we said, "Damn, you ain't never had no oxtail and gravy." Girl, your hand is all over that mic. Get off the mic. You never <laughs> had oxtail and gravy, girl. I never think about that. My mother had oxtail for the first time when I gave it to her, and she was like, "It's good. It's greasy, though." I was like, "Wow, you don't even know this." You should have slapped it joy. right out of her fucking mouth. <laughs> don't you ever talk about my mom like that. <laughs> uh-uh. Don't you ever. No, I just, I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't imagine. And I, I'll end with like my grandmother today is August 9th. Shout out to Celestine Henry, matriarch of the Henry family. She turned 93 years old today Happy and I called oh, her Leo grandma. I love and I said, you. grandma, you, you didn't seen some things. And she said, I, I sure have. And I said, well, I want you to know you, you don't, she don't have it blue sorry she i was, was like rummaging you hear her mm-hmm. terrible i said you there was something that happened i explained to her what happened 
And my grandma is not the most warm and fuzzy person, but boy, did she perk up. And I said, that's for her. That's for all the shit she did dealt with in her life. That's for all the ancestors. That's for that, for Frederick Douglass rolling around in his motherfucking grave. Cause Florida don't know how <laughs> to act. Say that. That's for all of us. Oh, that's for God. all of us. And I want to see it more. And I pray I pray that it's always that it's in self-defense that we're responsible. And I also pray Mm. that it stays with your hands, you know, Mm. let it be with your hands. Unless it, unless it's, unless it's not, unless it's not. So I don't know what the name of this episode is, but I wouldn't be nothing. Mississippi. I wouldn't want to be anything else, but black. So, Shout out to us. Glory. I wish we could still play music because we could put a nice old spiritual, nice old Sing gospel. Sing it for us. I, you Sing know, it. I, girl, you know, I wasn't raised. I'm going to, to the good old Sing Hades. the John Legend Glory thing. What? You no. know I listen to a goddamn. Let me tell you another. You know who's <laughs> next on my list next to Common? John Legend. <laughs> Not you just being irrational and hating on all of good was he a part of good music i don't think so anyway you could sing wade in the water you know that wade in the water mm. wade in the water children <laughs> wade in come on the water it's, it's the <laughs> go ahead that's it girl you see me over here looking like a un, like a newborn kitten can't keep my eyes open looking like okay. i have water in three days god is going to trouble the water all right we out bye you have just heard an around away curls john follow them on twitter at atw curls and instagram at around away curls we out Early. (laughs) Very good.